What's your problem? You, just and your friends to spend all your free time with Sean. You know what? I put up with this crap yesterday, and because I was here last night, I may have cost my man a job. So if anyone has a right to be mad at me, it's Sean, not you. Oh, so Sean's anger is more important than my anger. It is Nettie and Etsy here with Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Etsy, how's it going? It's going great. You know, I'm having a little bit of lower back issues, but that's fine. I'm like, bitch, I ain't old. The fuck? <laughs> but, you know, we out here. Lower back pains will come for you. They don't care how old you are. I'm saying. But today we will be talking about season one, episode 18, Disregard. That's right, guys. This episode is kind of like a continuation of last week's episode. I feel like Lynn is still wilding, but for a different reason. Did you feel that way? Mm Mm-hmm. She's definitely wilding just a tad bit. But I will say that the overall, her overall message can resonate with a lot of other women. I just don't think it's necessary to target it towards Joan for this episode. Yes, I do see her arguments working in a certain space, but yeah, I didn't feel it for for what they were going through, but we'll we'll get to that. Um this episode originally aired March 12th, 2001, written by Regina Hicks. And before we get into this week's episode, let's get into some tweets about the previous episode, The Declaration of Independence. Now, Some of these tweets can also be applied to this week's episode, considering it's kind of about Lynn and this episode's kind of about Lynn as well, even though it's kind of like Maya's situation because Maya is the one that's having the surgery. Mm -hmm. It should be Maya, but I feel like it's mostly about Lynn and Joan. So first we have Salvologists. They say, I really despise Lynn's character. There's Mm. no progression no story, just a woman with five degrees who is apparently also clueless and uses all her friends. Mm. Um, there are times, yes, there are moments where <laughs> Lynn does seem kind of like ditzy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there are times where Lynn seems like the most clear headed person in the room. It seems like, I don't know, whatever the day is. But um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I mean, I, I guess there is no progression at this point, but I think eventually... Actually, I don't know. Actually, she never really progresses. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I don't because, remember the show that well. She don't be progressing, child. She don't get her own I mean, place. It, she does get her own place, but it's not that good. Like, I mean, okay, we're, we're going to talk about next season because, of course, listeners, you know the show. If you're listening to us, this isn't the first time you watch a show. I know it. So season two, she gets a place to stay, but it is in Maya's mom's garage. And that's where the apartment, it's like converted into an apartment. <laughs> um, but it is her yeah. own place. So, yeah, some, some of y'all out here living in somebody's garage and calling it your own place. So shout out to yeah. me. That's progression. I mean, she she's not living in somebody else's place. And guess what? Next she season, she rent? gets a job, too. Yes, she pays rent. So well, I feel yeah. like there is progression. I feel like the fact that if this person says there's no story, it's just the fact that she has five degrees and she doesn't really do anything with the degrees. That's mm-hmm. probably the only fault I can really see in this character. But that's my take. Mm. 
Um, at the Paula Moreno says, Joan from Girlfriends, she thought she was doing a good thing by allowing Lynn to live with her for eight years rent-free and not contributing to nothing, essentially babying her. But what mm-hmm. she didn't realize is that it was causing more harm than good because mm-hmm. as a result, Lynn got super comfortable. Mm-hmm. She did. And they mentioned that. Like, why would anybody ever want to get a job or do anything when your best friend has a free place to stay, paying for your food, paying for your... Apparently, we find out in this episode, she was paying her, her pager bill. Her pager bill, yeah. <laughs> it's 2001. <laughs> but, like, at that point, I'd be like, well, what's the point of me even, like, getting well, a damn. job or doing anything in my life? I could live with I could live with Joan. For the rest of my life. Heck yeah. Man, I need a friend like Joan. Where do we find those at? Oh no, child. <laughs> what um, the fuck I'm talking about? Yeah, we gotta we gotta make that a mission. But uh lastly, at Drake Stan nineteen ninety five. Yeah, I love Drake too. Me too. Uh, she says, why they keep doing Lynn like she's unintelligent and the loser of the group just because she can't keep a job and doesn't fit our capitalism's definition of successful she has five postgrad degrees can sing and has 106 hobbies put some respect on her name at least okay so we got somebody in lynn's choir um yeah i don't think anybody would try to play lynn and act like she's unintelligent i think everybody would agree that she's very smart both street smart and book smart she's smart enough to live with joan for eight years and i spend no money like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she's not smart enough to have been saving up the money that whole time That's for eight years where she fucked up she should have if enough she for had, a house girl she would have had a good little nest egg if she had just been putting that money away for eight years collecting all yeah. that dude investing yeah. dude she would just she'd be able to retire by now probably mm-hmm. but sure. i like i like the um i like the overview of len as a character and how there's so many different perspectives of who she could be and why she is the way she is and whether she's actually a character that's doing something or standing stagnant. So um, shout out to these people who gave pretty good perspective on on Lynn. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this episode, Disregard. I'm going to have you start out the cold open. So Lynn is back at Joan's house, which I don't know why. Apparently her house sitting job, it didn't work out. So she asks for a bagel. <laughs> She asks for a bagel. Joan says she's saving it for Sean. And Lynn says that the reason why she's not house-sitting anymore is because she fed, fed a mouse to a snake. And a hamster they said, to a snake. A, a hamster, yeah. <laughs> a hamster to a snake. And then she goes, she says a line, and she goes, well, they said to feed the hamster snake. I, they didn't say to feed the hamster and the snake. Like, my bad. <laughs> So she got fired. Yeah, they set her up on that one. Right. So she got fired. Um, and then Sean comes out. Child, he got his towel on order for. Uh-huh. And it's dangling. It's, it's, the it's towel's dangling. dangling. Yeah, it's not, it's not secure. It's not secure. <laughs> so he's like, oh, honey, where's my shirt? Can you find my shirt? And then Joan is like, oh, well, I ironed it for you, babe. It's hanging in the laundry room. And I'm just like, can you give me a fucking break? Like, y'all niggas been together for two minutes and y'all already acting like I love Lucy, child. Um, (laughs) So he eats the bagel. And then Lynn goes, oh, is there any more hot hot water left? 
And then this nigga goes, yeah, the Holiday Inn. And then he's looking at Lynn because Lynn doesn't think that shit is funny. And he goes, oh, it's a joke, Lynn. And then she goes, oh, is it that same Holiday Inn that you brought 300 women to? Okay. What? Say it. Speak on it. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. <laughs> right. Look if you buck, bitch. <laughs> and then he, he looks down like, oh, shit. Yeah, she got me. And then she goes, see, jokes can hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Woo! Oh, my God. That scene, Lynn was, she was Aggie. She was not happy about Sean living there to eating her bagels, what she thought were her bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually her bagels. It's typically her bagels, but it, once Sean lives there, ain't no more. Nope, they're his now. Sean mm-hmm. gets the upper hand. And the reason she's living with Joan is because the previous episode, Joan had established that she could live there an extra month and a half because... I guess Joan just felt bad because she wanted to basically know where uh, Lynn was at all times or something. Or she was just afraid that Lynn would be off the grid and she wouldn't be able to find her anymore. So she let her live there for an extra month and a half until she got her job and everything together. Mm -hmm. But let's get into the first scene. You can uh, give me the first scene. Sean has a meeting with his boss and his wife. And what he wants is... He wants Joan to come with him to dinner to show that he's not a sex addict anymore. Which, how did they find out you was a sex addict? So, apparently, he well, always plays that. Oh, you yeah. know, what? go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he always had like booty prints on the on- <laughs> how, but I don't get how that worked. Like, how did a booty print show on the paper? I think that's just and something how did they really think determine, about like you need like a forensic M- ME. To fucking do some fucking research to find out that these are actual butt prints. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just seemed kind of kind of thin to me. Yeah, I was like hanging on by a thread, writers. I don't know about that yeah, one. Yeah, y'all tried it. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so he wants Joan to come with her, to come with him, to show that he's in a monogamous relationship or whatever. He done turned over a new leaf. But the conflict here is that Joan also has plans with Maya at the hospital because Maya is getting her fibroid surgery. So she's supposed mm-hmm. to send Maya off. Well, not send her off, but, you know, be there yeah, when just she's about support. to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. And we find out that um, currently Sean is a freelance architect. I think that's why we saw him at the, the gallery when she met him. Um, but right. this opportunity with uh, Dan's being associates is actually for a full-time position. Um, he'd worked previously with them before, you know, butt prints and whatnot. So now he's trying to prove by bringing Joan that he's in a steady relationship. So mm-hmm. she's like, you know, it's cool. I'll just tell Maya that, like, I have to leave early once she checks in for her surgery. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he's like, you want to go um, to Shutters and get our suite, which is a very nice beachfront hotel. And she's like, yeah. Oh, wait, I promised Linda we'd go to the movies. And then he starts kissing her neck and she's like, but um, I'll have to cancel on her because once the dude starts kissing your neck, you'll change your whole schedule around. You'll just throw out your agenda book like that's a wrap. But in this episode, if you look closely, he actually licks her neck like like huge tongue and everything right on her neck. Ugh. I'm like, was that in the script? Like, he did he go too far? But he out here improvising. Right. Mm. Y'all are comfortable, 
But we do finally see fucking Greg and Tony. And Tony's upset because there is paint on her $1,500 duvet that she paid for from Italy. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's Greg because he's a painter. But he's not mm-hmm. really making a big deal about it. He's like, ah, you can barely see it. And he's like, don't worry, I'll, I'll just buy you a new one. I'll buy you a new one. With what money, Greg? Exactly. Like, the fact that he would even open his mouth to say something like that is just like, come on. Especially when she was like, she was like, oh, you can't just go to Target and get another bedspread. Like, this is a $1,500 duvet from Italy. And she's mm-hmm. like, how are you going to get to Italy? The Metro don't go there. <laughs> and that's when it's... T- <laughs> That's when it starts a whole conversation about him chastising her because he says that she puts a monetary value on on things and these things have no intrinsic value. And he says to her, you need to grow up. When are you going to grow up? When are you going to learn that these are just material trappings with no intrinsic value? And I'm like, for my nigga that ain't got no job? The audacity? How are you going to tell her that? That's a head scratcher. She got money. You out yeah. here living off of her. That's your crazy he, child. He wild for that. <laughs> and apparently he's wearing an $800 sweater that she bought, which is just like, I would not even trust him with that. I would just not even give it to him. Mm-mm. But this is what the conversation, this is the type of argument that I've been expecting them to have for so many oh, episodes. Wow. because. Tony should have been said this to this dude. This ain't new. She didn't just find out he's broke. Like, yeah. And he didn't just find out that she liked the finer things. So mm-hmm. why has it been so long before we've heard this conversation? But it needed to be said. They've been too busy fucking. Mm-hmm. That's, what, That's what happens. That's what happens when you put sex above above other things in the relationship. You got you to gotta mm-hmm. be compatible. You have to you know who each other is on a, on a deeper level than just that. Mm-hmm. And basically, Greg uh, storms out, says you can cuddle up with that fifteen hundred dollar duvet tonight, and mm. so she's like, "All right, whatever." Okay, and he Greg, was, and you can cuddle up with your duvet from Target, nigga, if you can afford it. <laughs> you can afford it. <laughs> cuddle up on the sidewalk tonight when you don't have nowhere to stay. <laughs> In the fucking Bitch. cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, cuddle up on that shit. So it's the end of the day and uh, we're at the office at the law firm and Maya's heading to the hospital to check in and she's totally ready for this because it's a five day vacation and she gets room service and gets to watch free cable. So she gets to catch up on all her shows, particularly soul food. So she's super mm-hmm. excited and mm-hmm. she, she also took a volume. So she's completely calm and very like accepting. She just says yes to everything. Maya, when she's she, on the volume. She did. Yeah, she was very agreeable in this scene. And that's why Joan kind of was like, you, you took a volume. Yeah, yeah, I did. So, <laughs> so um, she's like, all right, I'll see you tonight, right? And Joan's like, yeah. But actually, just want to let you know that I'll be leaving early for Sean's dinner. He's a business dinner. And Maya's like, okay, it's cool. I'm not getting my surgery done tonight, so it doesn't even matter. So she's like, okay, cool. I'll see you then. And that's when Len comes in. It's like a revolving door. Um, in Joan's office. like Yeah. <laughs> it's like the party location that everyone just comes to. And she's ready to go to lunch with Joan. And she's like, hey, I'm here. Time for lunch. And 
Joan's like, uh, I already ate. So she's like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, I paged you. She's like, well, you, you forgot. You stopped paying my, my pager bill. So I, I wouldn't have gotten it. She's like, oh, sorry. I already ate with Sean. And Lynn kind of reacts like put off. Like she feels some type of way. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. So Joan sees that. She's like, yo, let's, uh, let's talk about Sean. Because I think I may be a little off base here, but I feel like you have a problem with Sean. And Lynn, of mm-hmm. course, is like, nah, no, I don't have a problem with Sean. And then the screen flips and they're in the hospital room with the other girls. Mm-hmm. Now, what does Lynn say? I hate Sean. Yeah, she hates that dude. I mean, everything with Joan, Sean, Sean, Sean. What about me? Where is the me and Sean? Sweetheart, that's her boyfriend. Like mm-hmm. That and girl, maybe if you had a job. You wouldn't have to depend on her for everything. Right. You probably wouldn't even <laughs> notice that Joan's not around because you'd be at work mm-hmm. all the time making money. <laughs> um, but it's really funny because in the previous episode, Joan gave her too much attention mm-hmm. and did a lot of things for Lynn, especially going out into the streets, printing flyers and putting putting them out on poles and handing them out to look for Lynn. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, Joan gave her a lot of attention in that scene, in that episode. And I feel like it's time for Joan to kind of treat Lynn like an adult mm-hmm. and be an adult herself because, like, Lynn's not her child. Mm-hmm. So if she wants to hang out with her boyfriend, let her hang out with her boyfriend. Yeah, Joan don't got no kids. Well, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, it seems like to me that Joan... Joan will definitely fit into that category if it came to that, though. Like, that pick me, I'm just going to drop all my friends once I get a nigga. Yeah, she's definitely one of those. I can mm. see that in her character arc. I don't think I she's doing it now, but I can see that if they chose okay. to go that way with her. Yeah, because she works so hard at trying to get these guys that I can definitely see, yeah, once it happens, she's like, exactly, I got what I want. I got a deadline. Remember, she has her timeline if she wants to get married in like three years or something like that so she'd she be hitting the ground running when she starts dating a guy and I totally get it and she deserves mm-hmm. that I mean, I mean you don't want to diss them completely but like it's your boyfriend like I don't know, <laughs> and you're grown this is a high school like mm-hmm. but Tony's also complaining about Greg and his um, lack of interest in the finer things and keeping them um, taking care of them making sure they don't get ruined and Maya's like, yo, yo, y'all need to chill because this is about me right now. I'm the girl getting the surgery. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's really funny. She's trying to find Showtime on the TV so she can watch Soul Food. And <laughs> then we see William. He comes in with a full suit of PPE on from head to toe. William was on to something. All he needed was a mask. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely looks like he's trying not to catch the Rona, which is like, funny because there's so many diseases you could catch in a can you catch a lot of diseases in a hospital because i kind of believed him after a minute not for nothing yeah and low-key that's one of the reasons why i don't really like going to hospitals like when there's somebody at the hospital i need to pick up let me know the time they are discharging you okay i will be in (laughs) and out i don't i will just in the uh, air make a point to let you know when uh if that ever happens (laughs) (laughs) because like um but I, I, I sit and think like, okay, they clean hospitals all the time. They know they have sick people there, so they want to keep it clean. Right? There's so many. It's like so concentrated 
in there. But they have in that they have one the filters, place. the air filters, and everything, and all that. I don't know. I I feel like a hospital would be cleaner because they need to make it cleaner because they have more at stake. I don't mm. know. I think yes. But William has on everything from head to toe: gloves. He has the the little maneuver things under his feet over his shoes he doesn't have the mask on because obviously he's an actor and they don't want to cover the actor's face well they didn't Mm -hmm. back then but nowadays you watch tv shows and they will definitely have the actors wearing the the masks to show you know complicity and everything how do you feel about that about them writing that into the me neither okay i thought i I was the only one because it's distracting is very they be having yeah. the glass shields in between them and then they make references to it. Like, child, I don't mm-hmm. want to know about Corona happening on SUV, child. SVU. SVU. <laughs> you watch the you watch the latest SVU episode? I've been watching a few of them this season okay. and I'm just like, oh my God, you motherfuckers got well, the mask on with the For sheet. SVU, like at first, the first few episodes, they didn't know whether when to put the masks on. They have them hanging on their chin. They have them taking it off when they're talking to people. I'm like, what's the point? So then the streets was talking on Twitter about it to the producers and stuff. Like, either keep them on or keep them off. Mm-hmm. So now with the newer episodes, they don't really have them on as much um, yeah. for the main actors. Which is, I like that because it's distracting to me. And especially Very. when you cover their mouth and they're talking like, I know what they're saying, I'm but it's hard engaged. to concentrate on what they're saying because I can't see their lips. Um, but sometimes it's out of hand. Like, I don't watch The Simpsons, but I it played on my TV for some reason, like DVR or something. And on The Simpsons, they had an episode where they were wearing masks. I'm like, you're cartoon characters. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> you don't need to do this. There, and they have in this other show, too, called All Rise. It's a new show. It's about a judge. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen that. Yeah, things. and they go in with it. And I'm just like, don't y'all niggas get tested before you get on set? Why you need to have on a mask? I think it's so that the public can be like, oh, my favorite actors are wearing them. My favorite characters are wearing them. I should wear them too. It's kind of like that. Y'all grown out here. Y'all should be yeah, wearing masks regardless. You know regardless. how people are. You know how people sure. are. Like when... Um, like Republicans were like, we're not wearing masks. Like that's stupid. There's no coronavirus. And then there was like a picture of Trump with a mask on, and they're like, oh my god, I want that mask. I like that mask <laughs> he was wearing. Where can, where can I buy that mask? Like you're not gonna wear it. Stop, stop that. <laughs> but what's really cool is I don't know if people. I know listeners probably don't watch Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. I do watch it. Yeah, I do. I do watch that show. What they did <laughs> was they actually. They did a time jump to when coronavirus is over, so they don't have to wear masks. So it doesn't make sense for them to wear them in any scene. They predicted it would be over November of 2023. Mm, so then, so they started there. They start the show, the new seasons there, so they don't have to wear masks. They can do whatever now. So damn. Hopefully, it doesn't take that long. That would be insane. Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. November of 2023. Nah. So. That's, yeah, they don't have William wearing a mask because, like, people weren't on that back then. So it's just hanging around his neck. Plus, the mask is, like, really flimsy. I don't know if it would have done him any good. Mm-hmm. It's not in 95, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Lynn mentions that, you know, he has a better chance of catching something on a crowded elevator as opposed to a hospital. But William's like, uh, bitch, I take the stairs. <laughs> see this ass? You see that ass? It's because I take the stairs. <laughs> That was a good one. 
But fun fact, we actually see him in the coming seasons on an elevator. So they didn't keep that consistent. Mm-hmm. He lying. But he's tripping and everything because he doesn't want to catch anything in the hospital. He believes in living a safe life, driving sex and hospitals. And Tony says, too bad you couldn't wrap yourself in a big condom. And he says, please, it's tight enough just getting the stuff that's supposed to go in there, in there. Uh I was like, dang, you rocking like that, Big Willie? You rocking like that? He'll do ya. I'll do ya. (laughs) You sure will. He's always mentioned, there's always a mention of his, like, penis size in, like, a lot of episodes. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like some type of overcompensating. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But he, he throws... Uh, Maya a bouquet of flowers literally throws it at her because he doesn't want to like catch anything (laughs) and he's like I just came to wish you good luck on your surgery and then he is out so uh, Maya's doctor comes in and he is fine but he reads as old though he probably wasn't that old but he He, does he's definitely reading it older than everyone else yeah his name is Dr. Clay Spencer played by Phil Morris and Tony immediately jumps up and introduces herself like she's about to start a business deal with this guy. <laughs> she is just smitten. Mm-hmm. And she notices that he, he's using a very expensive pen. It's a Graf von Faber Castell Pernambuco Rollerball. Ooh, and I, I looked up this pen. It's damn near $500 for this pen, which I feel like is kind of on the lower end of pens, but... Wow. Yeah. When you can drop $500 on a pen, you know good and well you are paid. $500 on a motherfucking pen. We put making pen status symbols too? God yeah. Damn. See, when you're a doctor and, you know, typically you can't wear jewelry, your clothes are covered by like your scrubs and shit, you got to have another way of showing that you're fucking rich. Mm-hmm. So, a pen. A pen. A pen. People always see it and be like, well, people that know about it, they'll look at it and be like, oh, this dude. But you're your doctor. We know you're paid. But, you know, on those days when you can't show off your Rolex, you got your pen. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he's like impressed by her knowledge of pens. And she says um, she knows everything about things worth collecting. Mm. And Maya's like, "Okay, okay. when it comes to collecting your fee, remember how much time you spent chatting with my friend. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, yes, yes, Miss Wilkes. <laughs> and she has to sign like a surgical release. Then her surgery is the next morning. So Dr. Spencer's like, I'll see you all tomorrow. And Tony's like, yeah, bright and early. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, okay. And Maya's trying to give her like, like a bit of grief for, for talking to Clay because not only is it obvious... Don't you got a boyfriend? Her boyfriend broke, Maya. She's not great. <laughs> well, then break up with him and then try to date this dude. Like, come on. <laughs> but, you know, she's like, oh, it's just innocent flirting. Why would I want Clay Spencer, Dr. Clay Spencer, when I have Greg? And I'm like, girl, did you just say that? Out loud. Out the fuck loud. <laughs> and Maya, Maya named some damn good reasons why you would want Dr. Clay Spencer. Dr. Spencer's a self-made multi-million dollar medical corporation and Greg is a... Deadbeat. And she would know. 
Bitch. He paid, paid, child. You know how many duvets he could buy? That's what I'm saying. How many cashmere sweaters? Mm. Girl. And Greg, Greg is a deadbeat. And you're taking care of him, basically. You're paying for everything. You're paying for his life. Mm. Is she and paying his phone bill? Psh, I don't even know. I don't even know how they're doing that. But I know met. she's paying for them dinners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. And so Tony's like, well, I love Greg. So that's that. End of story. Okay. All right. Okay, Keep telling girl. yourself that. Well, I don't pay the bills. So Maya is reading her pre-surgical contract and the risks are paralysis, blood clots, or death. And she's like, oh, hell nah. <laughs> and she doesn't want to sign it without her lawyer, which is Joan. And she's like, where's Joan? And Joan's with Sean. And Lynn is just going crazy, just talking trash about Joan leaving them in the dust and not caring about them. Uh, we were in Joan's life long before Sean, and we will be here for her way after Mr. Sex Addict falls off the wagon, starts screwing everything in a skirt, and dumps her ass. Damn. 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 Lynn was like how he gonna leave her ass when he's ready to fuck more bitches anyway, so I don't know why she out here tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and when she says that, Tony's like, "Like, yo, whoa, back up off my best friend. Don't talk about her behind her back in front of my face. And Lynn's like, okay, so when was the last time your best friend listened to you bitch and moan about Greg? And she's like, shit, you right, you right. Lynn's really going heavy about this. I feel like it's, I don't feel like it's warranted. I don't feel like she's really leaving them in the dust. The only thing she's doing is going to this dinner that's very important for Sean and his job and his future and possibly her future if she wants to be with him long term. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that's a problem. Do you do you see that? Mm -mm. I don't see how that's a problem either. I will say, though, that it's interesting that Joan seems to be the only one that doesn't know how to balance the whole having a boyfriend and having friends thing out of all four of them. So I will say that that's interesting. Why so? Um, just because, well, Maya is married and with a kid. Uh, Tony has a boyfriend and she's had boyfriends previously or guys that she well, was kind of sort of seriously nah. with. I don't know, but. some type of bum. Okay, so Maya's the only legit example. But yeah, it's Maya's a big the only example. good example. <laughs> it's a big one. And I just think it's like, hmm, maybe foreshadowing. I forgot how mm -hmm. the rest of the, the, the seasons go, so... I'm, I'm literally saying maybe foreshadowing because I don't remember. But yeah. Yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, we'll, we'll get there though. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if they all know where, where Joan is going to be that night. But I feel like Tony at least should understand because this could be a big money opportunity for Sean. And mm -hmm. uh, Tony knows what it's like to be with a broke dude. So she wouldn't want Joan to be in that same predicament. I feel like so she'd be like okay go to that dinner I feel like she would understand yeah but um they're all kind of like what the fuck Joan so Joan finally gets there and she looks or she brings a, a teddy bear that Maya had previously given to her for her birthday and re-gifts it for her for this this occasion and mm -hmm. she hands Joan the pre-surgical release and Joan looks at it for a second and says, how about I pat you on your arm? I'm like, what? And I look at this mm -hmm. and give it back to you in the morning. I'll be like, oh, mm -hmm. hell no. And so was, so was Maya because her surgery is in the morning. So no, mm -hmm. that's not going to work. 
I was like, that that kind of annoyed me because she just wasn't taking that seriously. This is a pre-surgical release, and yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. Important. And you're supposed to be her quote-unquote lawyer. Like, girl, read over the shit. Like mm-hmm. you said, you were going. To. Now that's something to be like, girl. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Maya said her vital organs could be in six different coolers in six different uh, cities by that time. <laughs> and basically, Len's like, listen. We're important too, Joan. At least we used to be before Mr. Sean eat my bagel Ellis. Okay, why are you all tripping like this? Because, I mean, we see your life as a married woman and we're not in it. That's a bit dramatic, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there before when, like, your friends start dating someone and you don't see them for a while, but, like, that was, like, when I... I would get mad about it if I was younger. Like, when I was in college and it would happen. Um, like, if we go to parties a lot and all of a sudden you don't got time to party no more or do that stuff. Like, okay, we're young, we're... It's not serious, but when you're damn near 30 and your friend starts dating someone and they're trying to build something with someone, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like you gotta, you gotta be a little more understanding, but... Mm-hmm. No, I Lynn's agree. And I also think that... Um, I also think that... Well, in Lynn's defense, in Lynn's defense, there is a thing that I see with a lot of people, especially women, <laughs> where it's like, once they get someone, they act like nobody else exists. Like, that one person becomes their everything. Mm. And I don't think that that's really a good stance to have not only as a friend but just like thinking strategically because we all know niggas are not reliable so right. you fuck around and that shit ends with it probably will and now who the fuck you gonna have exactly you want us <laughs> to you want us to pick up the pieces right if we're not around if you done gotten us all upset and not want to fuck with you who you gonna run to so right. Yeah, I totally get that. You don't want to break those ties completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tony says, listen, in this day and age, no self-respecting independent woman drops her friends because a man is in the picture. Oh, okay, Tony, with the ether shots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then immediately after that, she hears that Dr. Spencer is being called to radiology. And then she runs out of the room to go find him. So she kind of <laughs> goes go. against her word. But she did say... <laughs> That that only uh, is for self-respecting, independent women. So maybe that's not what she is. That's why she ran out of the room. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Drop it. Boom. <laughs> so Lynn's like, what's more important, your boyfriend or your girlfriend? And Maya's like, she mentions that, like, I'm, in, I'm about to do surgery and my life's on the line or whatever. Mm. And... Maya's going back and forth about whether she's serious about Joan staying or leaving, like if she's okay with it or not. Mm-hmm. And so Joan decides to stay and Lynn decides to leave at that point. And before uh, Lynn leaves, she says to Maya, I will pray to the goddess for you. And Maya says, girl, don't you be bringing that. Don't you be bringing no false idols up in my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Maya line. <laughs> So Joan is still there. It's nighttime at the hospital and she's trying to sneak out because she's on the phone with Sean and she's letting him know what's up and to order her the cheesecake. But that's dessert. Like, that sounds like you're done. Mm-hmm. You about done with the fucking dinner. You want cheesecake? Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. She missed that shit, sure. Yeah. That should have been primary, though. 
that should have been primary, I feel like, because we later find out that Sean missed out on a $200,000 a year job. Mm. That's a good chunk of change. Like, Yeah, definitely If is. I'd known that, I would be at that fucking dinner. That's, that's bread. And that could be my bread later on if, if this ends up working out. Yeah, if it ends up working out, which... Hey. sex addict fucking man bitches I don't know but yeah hey put the work in just in case uh, I, I, I would have definitely been there it, it's no hair off your back just to like literally just be there you're not doing anything yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I, I think I would have definitely been there she couldn't do both I mean just tell Maya listen it's a lot of money on the line you know I'm in here I'll read over your contract and I will see you in the morning right when you wake yeah. up I don't think it's and an I'm issue. I'm sure Maya would have been her friend the next day. I, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. But yeah. Joan was acting like she couldn't leave that damn room. Mm-hmm. She was just tethered. And so Maya wakes up. She's kind of like in and out of sleep. And Joan's like, yo, when is Darnell coming? When is he getting off work? I'm like, yeah, where the fuck is Darnell? Right. Where her nigga at? Yeah. She's making it such a priority for the girls to be there. Where's your fucking husband? He couldn't take off work to come and be with his wife while he's, she's about to have this That's invasive what I'm surgery? He couldn't switch shifts with nobody? The fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you putting this all on, on your girls? But Maya says, don't worry. If you want to go, you can go. I understand. And Joan's like, you sure? She's like, nah, you should stay. And then she's like, nah, you should go. It's fine. It's cool. She's like, you sure? She's like, yeah, just go. And she's like, all right, cool. I'll see you in the morning. And she's like, okay. And then as Joan's walking out of the door, uh, Maya yells, I cannot believe your trifling ass is really going. <laughs> what the fuck? You told her she could leave. What the fuck? Nah, just because I tell you you can leave, that don't mean you're supposed to leave, my nigga. I was just saying that to say that because it sound right. Or she was testing her. I was testing how good of a friend you are. I well, guess. that too. Shit. Well, she was there when all the other girls weren't. Shit. Where Tony at? Chasing Clay Spencer? Chasing Clay Spencer. L- where Lynn at? I know she ain't out there making where no Lynn? money at a job she right now. She ain't got no so. job. Where's she at? Where the fuck they at? Joan is the one that I, got, that I got actual shit going on right now. And she's there with her. Mm-hmm. So uh, later that night, oh yeah, we do find out where Tony is because she's at 847 with Greg. Mm-hmm. And they're eating dinner. Can you, can you tell me about this scene? <laughs> Tony is at 8.47 with Greg. They are eating dinner. The check comes and Tony looks at Greg and Greg looks at Tony like, girl, you know I ain't got the money. Stop playing. So then (laughs) she's just like, (laughs) again. And she's very upset about it and she's very annoyed. So she sees, I guess, like her friends from work, from a fellow Mm -hmm. real estate company, whoever, colleagues, and they're like, oh, hey. And she's like, oh, hey, how are you guys? And then she looks at Greta. She's like, listen, they cannot see me paying for this. So she hands him the money, like, on the side of the table to pay. And then Greg is like, no, Tony, why? And I'm like, Greg, that's the least that you can do. And that's what she said. Yeah. That is the least you can do. So, so he, he puts, does it. But he's, yeah, he does he's it. He's complaining about having to just take the money and put it inside of the thing. That's all you have to do. Like, she's making you look good, so I'm confused. Like, do you want to look like a nigga that can't pay for the fucking meal? <laughs> so he takes the money, but he's acting all bitch-assness about it. And he's <laughs> like, whoa, I'm so happy I can pay for this really expensive meal. And he's, like, looking over and saying it really loud. And then 
He puts the money inside of the, uh, like, the booklet or whatever. What do you call that shit? Mm-hmm. The booklet. And he gets up and he does an impression of Morgan Freeman from Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> Where are you going? Well, I was going to get your car, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, it, he stands up and says it really loud. And then he storms out. And then Tony looks over at her coworkers and she's like, oh, sometimes we like to play Driving Miss Tony. <laughs> and then she goes after him. And that's when she sees Joan coming in. And she's apologizing to Sean. Sean doesn't look happy, and he's sitting by himself. So she's like, oh, my God, tell me the dance bees are in the bathroom. And he's like, nope, they're gone. Dinner's over. And I didn't get the job. Mm. Now I'm thinking, did he not get the job because Joan wasn't there? Or did oh, he it just... because they're just not fucking with him? That's what I'm saying, because for me... It's like if her presence alone, like that's not a wife, that's a girlfriend. So for all they know, that could just be your homegirl that you calling just to make it seem like you're monogamous now. So I don't know right. if the whole job was relying on her presence per se, or did you just not get it because you just didn't get it? Shit happens. Yeah, it almost makes it feel like the writers or Sean as a character was putting the guilt on Joan's shoulders for not being there as to why he didn't get the job. Plus, he did say that she was calling every now and then to tell him what her status was and where she was. So he's like, that's probably why I didn't get the job. I was on the phone for half the dinner. And mm. so that could have been it. She couldn't page him. Or text. Those were the days, sure. But yeah, he doesn't get the job. And she's like, I'm sorry, you know, Maya wouldn't let me leave and all that stuff. And he's like, it's cool. It's not your fault. It's what I did in my past. If I hadn't made my bed and lied in it so many times, I wouldn't be in this predicament. And she's like, listen, there's so many other jobs out there for someone as talented as you are. And I'm sure you'll get the job you're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, what do you want to do now? She's like, you want to go home and do it? No foreplay. And he is, of course, so down. He's so DTF, as always. Mm-hmm. So they he gets the check, and they are out of there. Next scene is at the office. It's a really small scene. It doesn't really matter. But Joan's talking to William about friendships in the female world, host of the male world. And Joan's like, when you started dating Yvonne, did your guy friends think you were dissing them or not hanging out with them? And he's like, no, he didn't, implying that he only has one guy friend. <laughs> Nigga, do you think they ain't got no friends, girl? They ain't got you no know, friends. William's annoying. I can see why he don't got no friends. <laughs> he ain't got no friends. Well, we find that we find out later on in the series when he's getting married that he can't even find like a um a best man because he doesn't have any close guy friends. You better make Joan your best woman. Well, that's what he did. That's what he did. Best man woman is what he called her. <laughs> and so. Like, he's basically saying that guys don't get clingy like that. Like, how Maya is with, Maya and Lynn are with with Joan. Men bond over sports, not emotions and feelings. So she takes that information, and we're back at the hospital. Tony was just hanging out with uh, Clay Spencer the whole time. They're like, they're walking, they're talking about their lives, where they grew up, and all that stuff. They're basically on a date, but they're walking through the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's doing his rounds while she's there as well. It's kind of, it's it's a romantic situation. It's not just a, I'm interested in, you know, you as a doctor. This is, 
this is kind of like cheating on your man. This is kind of like cheating, isn't it? Yeah. It's emotional I mean, cheating. you know, it ain't cheating unless it's cheating unless the shit go in, but... <laughs> Wait, the shit go in? Yeah. Literally? Unless, unless it goes in. Literally? Yeah. <laughs> what if you kiss him? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. That's um like first base cheating. What about holding hands? You know, the hands holding, anything that's not swapping saliva, it's like, okay, you tried or, it. Or, or bodily fluids, any other bodily, bodily fluids. Or bodily fluids, you know. Okay. She tried right. it, but eh, cheating, it's that's get- a bit much. <laughs> it's on the way, it's on the way. It's getting there, though, this is the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So Joan arrives and sees Clay and Tony getting all chummy, and they're about to go out for coffee. And Joan asks Tony, um, yo, what about Greg? And Tony's like, girl, Greg don't like coffee. He eats coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, she should have said, she should have been like, girl, Greg don't got no money for coffee. He can't go. He don't got no money for coffee. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) He don't got no money. (laughs) He can't can't go to coffee with us. Greg don't got no money. $6 a cup? (laughs) She said, Clay knows she has a boyfriend, so it's all on the up and up. He don't care. Oh, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> but they're going to go to his yacht club and have coffee. His fucking yacht club. Come on, Clay. Girl, what the fuck girl, I'm talking about? If you don't fucking step up and drop Greg and get with this dude. That's what if I'm you don't saying. fucking upgrade Tony. Come and on. Nah. Like... His yacht club. Once Clay found out Greg is a bum, he going to use that shit to his advantage. <laughs> He gonna show her all his pens, mm-hmm. all his pens, his pen collection get, from around the world. Get oh. you in a yacht club, get you in the country club, get you in the club, get you the VIP tickets, get you on the PJ. Mm-hmm. It's going down. So Tony leaves with uh with Dr. Clay Spencer, and Maya says, "Oh, poor Greg," and Joan says, "Yeah, that's exactly the core of the problem." Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that line. So Maya's surgery went well, and she's going to go home the next day. And Len comes in, and she starts on her shit when she sees Joan is already there. Mm-hmm. And they're basically having it out in the hospital room about the fact that Joan hasn't really been around in this situation. And Joan tells Lynn, like, listen, I probably cost my man a job last night, a high-paying job. Mm-hmm. And Lynn does not give a fuck about that. Lynn's like, I don't give a fuck about a Sean. Mm. And she's like, is Sean's anger more important than mine? Mm. I'd be like, in this situation, yeah. Yeah, mm. in this situation, yeah. Because Joan's Le- been there for you for all these years. She can't have one night off? Shit. Mm-hmm. Linda's making a lot of good points, but it's not it's not working in this situation because it doesn't apply. But damn, I wish we could use her points for something else. But yeah, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I copy and paste. Um... Yeah, she can have a day off. I feel like she can have a day off from from Lynn because this thing that Sean lost was a long term thing. Like this could have set up his future and two hundred k. Yeah, yeah. And Joan not being there for one night or being gone for a couple days to deal with Sean or be with him is not really going to toss nothing up in the future. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to really have no damn butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. So while while Len and Joan are fighting, Maya's like, "Hey guys, can you uh, can you guys help me to the bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> and 
And neither of them are listening because they're so busy fighting. You know what, Lynn? You sound petty and jealous. Petty. I'm petty. And jealous. But at least I'm not selfish and insensitive. I'm selfish. And insensitive. Okay, you know what? That's BS and we both know it. I have made a career out of being there for you. And Joan makes a good point. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about, Lynn? She basically like, I housed you. I clothed you. Don't act like that never happened. Don't erase that stuff. Don't erase that time I spent doing that shit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And finally, Joan trying to have a life of her own after taking care of her all these years. She, I think she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Let her rock. And then we find out that Lynn apparently had her last paper for her graduate program. And Joan didn't know. Did you understand this situation? Because I watched it a few times. So what they, they didn't clarify if she actually told Joan, but I'm assuming that she did, which is why she was upset. That um, I guess she mentioned to Joan that she was going to give in her last paper and Joan didn't do anything celebratory in response to that. So that's where her anger towards Sean is coming from. That's what I got out of it. Okay, well, Joan says she didn't know. Like, she literally genuinely looks like she didn't know. And she says, I'm so sorry. I'm like... Did you tell the other girls? Were you only counting on Joan to to go to this Wait, or do did, something? Did she for you? say she didn't know? Because I watched it over to and I, and I didn't catch that. Did she say she didn't know verbatim, or did she say, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry"? Like she forgot. I am not sure if she said she didn't know, but I do know she said she was sorry, and she seemed really shocked that she missed it. So mm. I'm thinking, yo, send out an evite. I guess they didn't have evites back then, but like, <laughs> I mean, tell more child. They living together. Walk over to her bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hook her up with some intel. What the fuck, Lynn? Making her feel guilty in this moment. So Joan's like, yo, I'm so sorry. And Lynn thinks that because of that, that their friendship is starting to end because she's not like in her life as much anymore. And Joan mentions that their friendship is not ending. It's just changing in the way that mm-hmm. it operates. Mm-hmm. It's not about her taking care of Lynn anymore. It's about other things. A friendship should be about more than one friend taking care of the other. There should be uh, a lot of reciprocity in a relationship with friends because mm-hmm. it's like you're a parasite almost. It's like you're mm-hmm. Joan's parasite. And that shouldn't be what a friendship feeding is about. Feeding off of her, feeding off of her and taking and taking and taking. Mm-hmm. I'm just like... It's not a friendship, it's a dependent ship. But here's here's another angle for it, right? What if... Because Joan is framing it, and I feel like the writers are framing it like, oh, Joan has done all this for Lynn and all that. But what if Joan knows this and she's fine with it because Lynn gives her that emotional support that she craves? How about that? Okay, so you're saying Lynn is getting, you know, the financial um, help out of it, and Joan is getting the feeling of feeling needed, feeling important. Mm-hmm. Feeling like she matters out of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always having someone there to call at your beck and will. Because, I mean, she ain't, Lynn ain't got a job or nothing, so. Yeah. yeah. So she feels like she is worth something because this girl depends on her. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a good point. But the thing is, is that Joan, even if she's getting that, is willing to drop it. Is willing to be like, okay, that's not my role anymore. Lynn mm-hmm. isn't willing to drop that role. She's stuck on it. 
you know, mm-hmm. that was once their friendship. And Joan's like, I'm willing to walk away and make our friendship about something different. And Lynn is just stuck on this. You're kind of like my mom kind of thing. So they're they're in two different spots. I agree. So while they're arguing, apparently Maya was trying to go to the bathroom on her own. Mm-hmm. She then hopped about the bed. They turn around and she's on the floor. Dang, poor Maya. I know, right? And they pick her up and walk her to the bathroom. And so we have this final scene where William is at the hospital as a patient because he's getting a whole bunch of he's getting like a whole bunch of work done just to make sure that he's healthy and doesn't have anything that he could have caught from the hospital, like a flesh eating bacteria or regular old thing like a rash. (laughs) So as they are like as he's talking about his whole day being at the doctor, he's wearing a robe. But apparently he doesn't have anything under. Mm. So he gave uh, Joan a bit of a, a show. And she's like, whoa, close your, <laughs> close your legs. And he's like, all right, whatever. So he keeps talking. We also find out in this scene that Maya wanted to stay another day because she wanted to watch more cable TV. So she ripped out one of her stitches. Oh, God. That is dedication. That's a bit much, Maya. I mean, they didn't have free Just so trials. she could watch The Sopranos. <laughs> well, you cancel the shit before they start charging your card, girl. The free trials. Do they do that? I don't know how cable worked back then. I, I was, <laughs> I didn't buy TV, but maybe oh. she already did her free trial. I don't know, but she had, she wanted to watch The Sopranos, so she ripped out one of her stitches, which is Eek. brave. So William continues to talk about his work that he's getting done at the hospital and his robe is still open. And Joan mentions it again. And he's like, woman, would you just stop looking? Mm-hmm. And then, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite silly. So what was your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment was all the way at the beginning when Lynn gave old boy a taste of his own medicine. Don't come for me. When she said, mm. when she had asked him, is there any more hot water? He said he had the holiday. And then she came back with, is that the same holiday and that you took your 300 bitches to? Okay. What? Shots fired. <laughs> don't come for me. You all jokey, jokey. I don't know you like that. We Don't joke with me. Yeah, we ain't cool. We ain't cool like that. We ain't cool. Don't be jokey, jokey with me. You a newbie. I've been, I've been hanging out with Joan. Right. You go way back. You knew. You knew. You're new to this. I'm true to this. So you should have just sat there and ate your bagel. <laughs> uh, well, that's actually a really good one. I didn't pick that one, but I wish I had. But this is the one I chose. When Lynn called Joan selfish and she's like, how am I selfish when I've made a career out of helping you out? Mm. I was like, that's another ether. Speak mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. She's selfish, but she done housed you for eight years. She's selfish, but she paid your pager bill. She's selfish, but she bought you bagels in the past and, and fed you. But she's selfish, and, and right? she'd be cooking for you and shit. Mm. That reminds me mm. of what old boy said. He was like, oh, grow up, Tony. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you don't want me to got a job. <laughs> what you talking about? Like, Bitch, I got a job. So right. who the fuck needs to grow up? I know you ain't talking to me. <laughs> so next episode is called A Kiss Before Lying. Meet us back here next week when we talk about it. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. subscribe if you haven't. 
rate us mm-hmm. and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast because that helps people find us mm-hmm. and decide whether they want to listen to us chat about these girls every mm-hmm. week. So tell a friend um, who tells a friend, tweet us, we'll tweet back. Have parties where you guys sit around. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Virtually, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys can do Zooms where you guys sit around on Zoom, have a little sippy sippy, and listen to our latest episode because we always got the tea. And it's a good time. And also, if you want to chat with us, um, hit us up on Twitter, at Hell Yes Girl. I love hearing from, from the fans and hear what you guys got to say, and we'll read it or just say hi. We'll say hi back. Hey, girl, hey. Or hey, boy, hey. Mm. And then, oh, yeah. So I I mainly run the Twitter. But if you guys want to hit up Etsy and say hi to her. I'm out here. (laughs) You can hit up her Twitter at Etsy Row. And, you know, leave, leave a nice comment on her page as well. Other than that, do you have anything else to say, Etsy? Nope. Stay safe. All right, then. Meet us back here next week. Bye bye. Bye.